On this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast, we talk about Reggie Fizeme being a board member of the GameStop company. Also, E3 being canceled due to the coronavirus. And we have something a little bit special for you. Jesse being interviewed about playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. All that and more on this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Sparza. And... Jordan Mears. Welcome back to another week of Third Party Controller Podcast. And I am back on the show from last week's absence. And I will let you guys know, thank you for running the show last week. Mm-hmm. And to update the audience, my surgery went 100% yeah, that's what we thought. well. We figured. <laughs> what was the surgery for again? You, know, you you're the one that told us you got to circumcise. Yeah. You got a circumcised. circumcision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. But no, ladies and gentlemen, I did not have a circumcision. I don't know about that. I'm just like Bethel. exchange. We're the, I think the three of us are hood boys, right? Yeah. We're yeah. the hood gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, last week I was at uh, my great uncle's 90th birthday party. So they had a little celebration for him, mm-hmm. and it, it was um it was really nice. It was in San Diego. Was so he like, in WW two? He was in I don't know. Oh, Vietnam, maybe. Korean War. I don't know much about my great uncle. Mm. You know, even when I asked my mother, like, "Hey, the questions," she's like, "I don't know." I'm like, "That's your uncle." Like, hey, you ever kill anybody? No, yeah, it was it was a uh, pretty neat getting to see him for being ninety years old. He was still very spry and very energetic and. It was a surprise. I didn't know it was a surprise party. And they had a mariachi brand there. And when he walks in, he notices them, goes right to the band, and he wants to sing. So he sings the song, and everyone's like, yeah. Then he turns to the band and goes, all right, this next song I want to sing, you guys do not sing at all. Like, you know, backup vocals or anything. And then everyone laughs. He sang a total of four songs that night. Who does he sound like? That's very similar to someone we know. Yeah, right? What are you talking like about? Somebody's always trying to outshine somebody. Sure like, we could be like song. singing something really like soft and like this dude just goes crazy fucking yeah. outshines us. What do you mean? Jesse. Yeah. What do you mean? You bitch. Who bitch? You Ooh, ho. You like to take over fucking songs? Yeah. We just, whoa. No, 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 no. Mm. Okay, example. Give me an example. Every fucking time we sing, we 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 can start singing now, and like you will, you will just. All night long. No, no, no. Okay. All night. That's bullshit. All night long. No, no, no. Here's the, here's the thing. Okay, I'll do. Okay, since he's not gonna do it because we put him on the spot, I'll do it. Start no, no, no. Let me so say wait, that. Wait, start singing. Hold on, hold on. It would have been fucking really great if you would just fucking just be like, no, 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 and then all of a sudden just fucking jump in. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no. No, okay. No, no, no. That was from last week. That was from the week before. Okay, I started it. All night long. And then, Joe, you went all night. And then, all night long. Oh, there we go. There it is. No, there you go. You gotta go up. He's controlling us, though. No, no. But I started it. I was Lionel Richie. 
You were the backup. When so was when? Huh, huh. Who started the, the song? Fucking, no, I didn't. I did. When? I swear that was two weeks ago. We're always the backup. That no, but two. that happened. This happens more than once. No, no, no. But if we're talking about what happened two weeks ago. No, but this ha- we're talking about every time though. Yeah. I'm talking about two weeks ago. I started it. We're done. Some boys, Brian, some boys to men song. Uh, which one? We did another no, no, one too. No, no. Where you jumped hold on, in? Hold on. Joe brought in the backup vocals, and you're supp- if you're doing the Lionel Richie part, which I was doing, you're supposed to break it. I'm I just, brought it, and I'm then just, you got all butter. Oh, this fucking guy. That's now, one. No, no, but that's only one example. Yeah, See, that's ah, one. Bullshit. No, we I, we did a Boys to Men song. We've done like three songs in, in like where we're trying to sing, and then you just fucking Joe and I will get into it, and then Jesse just tries to shine on us and like we're done. We don't want to sing anymore. <laughs> Seriously, has happened, dude. Bullshit. No, I will give you the footage of everything I've had. Oh, we'll fucking oh find it. God. I'll fucking find every it's one of there. those. <laughs> bullshit. But the, the one from. <laughs> we're not talking about last week. We're talking about every time. I'm talking about two weeks ago. That Lionel, you brought up the Lionel Richie one, and I, I was just trying to get you to sing. Actually, right now, I didn't care about the, the battle. Mm-hmm. You, know. you get, you know, you're wrong. You know you're wrong. We're not. Shut up, you fucking moron. <laughs> Why are you getting mad? I'm mad. You know what? All right, but that yeah, I was. That's what I did last week. <laughs> that's what I was. So thank you guys for. Um, Taking over the show. And it was interesting. I really enjoyed it. A lot of people actually commented. They said they liked it. Like, oh, man, that episode. Because I, I think it didn't, you know. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you already know. The title was, uh, it was titled Microwave Shot Dog. And I liked right away. I got a message saying, like, thanks for the visual. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no problem. Uh, it was fun to edit. I thought you guys did a great job. And, um, uh, yeah, no, it was great. It was great to the point, like, you guys started talking about music. You started bringing up music that I started listening to this whole week. So, <laughs> so we're here. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But uh, let's get on with the show. We're going to do actually something a little bit different today. We're not doing No What's Up Full. I'm sorry. No What's Up Full. Yeah, it's good because I haven't played anything. We're, we're <laughs> I played so much this week. <laughs> <laughs> Bet those are all right. I won, um, my, I won my Madden game. <laughs> I fucking lost. Some interesting <laughs> stuff happened this week. Two very interesting things happened in the world of video games, and I thought it was important to talk about. And let's just get it going. Okay. Former Nintendo of America president Reggie Fizeme has joined the GameStop board of directors. The retail company announced today Fizeme, along with two more new board members, was brought on to help guide the company back to profitability. In a tweet announcing that new Fizeme said, The game industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of the GameStop board and helping to make this happen. Fizeme was added along with veteran retail business executive Bill Simmon, the PetSmart CEO J.K. Szymanski, as part of the reshuffle. We are pleased to welcome Reggie Fizeme and J.K. to the board, says Sherman. They are each highly qualified and bringing significant relevant experiences to our turnaround, Sherman added. We look forward to immediately benefiting from their expertise and expert perspectives as we navigate the evolving gaming and retail environments, execute on our strategic initiative, and prepare the company to maximize value creation associated with the next generation of console launches later this year. I don't think it's going to help. I, I really don't. Uh, I, I think Reggie's great. Um, you know, obviously his track record at Nintendo was was, was pretty damn good. Uh, he's a great ambassador. For, for games, but I just, I, I don't feel like we're moving away from 
uh, how we bought and how games were distributed, you know, 10 years ago to now, it's it's changed so much. And even like for someone like me who years ago, I, I probably on this on this uh, podcast, I was like, yeah, I will, I will continue to buy physical media. I will always buy physical media. Mm-hmm. I find myself buying more and more digital uh, digital games and just doing things. I mean, I'll still buy, like I still have a lot of uh, physical media and I'll buy, but a lot of times I'm just, when I look at things, I'm just like, eh, I'll pick it up, um, I'll pick it up, you know, digitally or I'm just less, I haven't just less likely to go to GameStop. Like now more, it's just like if I'm just somewhere and I see the game and it's convenient, I'm just like, all right, I'll get it here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no longer, you know, it, and why'd I, you go to game if you don't mind me asking why'd you go to gamestop before um i, I don't know for a couple i i guess just because i because was, everywhere else best buy target all those places kmart's when they were around circuit cities montgomery rewards had video games why did you go to gamestop i went to all those places too i just ended up but why would you kinda, go to gamestop probably just because well number one like when you were when you were working there right i think it was one of the things like when when you were when i knew people there it was like, oh, okay. It was kind of cool. It was like a place where you could kind of come and, and uh, you know, socialize a little bit. Um, even for a while, when I would go to the game, uh, to this one over here closer to my house, in the center point one, yeah. I was like, I met the people. It was kind of cool. It was like, yeah, right on, man. I talked to a few of the guys. It was just a different time. And I think also for me personally, I was... I had more time for gaming, mm-hmm. so I was I, I bought more games. I don't buy as much stuff now anymore, yeah. and it's just I'm busier now. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time to, like even I, nowadays. Like I, I remember, I would train and be like, oh, I stop at the GameStop afterwards and do this or do that and pick something up. I'm just so much busier now. Like just even sometimes where I'm just like, man, I'm not making a stop at that. It just isn't. It's not something I want to do anymore. Yeah, it just takes time out of my day to go and do whatever it is I want to do. I'll still go occasionally, yeah. you know, just once in a great while. But I'm, I am definitely less likely to go now than I was then. And then I think also, um, I'm not trying to think of any other reasons why I would go. I just, I don't know, man. I just like for me, it just kind of just not something I I do as much anymore. Why did you go to the GameStop? Uh, pre-ordering. Because there's like I like I just like having my shit pre-ordered back then. Now I don't care anymore. Like I'll, I'll I'll get it somewhere else. But I really just like reserving my copy, making sure that I'm like especially something that's gonna be gonna be kind of hard to get after a while. Mm-hmm. Just like making sure that I have my copy reserved. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Really now, like I like I really didn't care for. It. I mean, even the sales back then too. Like the you'd get really good sales like the for the used games. Uh-huh. You get like two for twenty bucks or something. But uh, not. I mean, now it's like I really don't care. There's like some such a it's such a different store now compared to was you mean like ten years ago. I think also just real quick, like it was also it 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 seemed or it was the illusion that you were getting a better deal by buying used. In the beginning, I feel like when they would sell used games, you're like, oh, whoa, I can get this. It's cheaper, yeah. and even five or ten dollars off, you're like, oh, this is cheaper. I can get it. Like, oh, I can, I can turn it back in seven days if I if I if I want to. Oh yeah, I forgot just, about that. Things like that kind of were just like, oh man, it just felt like a deal. When in reality, after after some time, you kind of looked at it and you're like, it really wasn't that big of a deal. And then when you kind of find out after the fact that, you know, like like things would come out where like developers and the publishers were like, yeah, every every resold game, that money doesn't go to us. It goes directly to 
GameStop's bank and then finding out like, oh man, that kind of sucks. Like you, I guess the more, for me in a lot of ways too, the more um, knowledgeable I was about these things and just like the more I learned, the less I was like, oh man, man, I kind of feel bad buying this game used. I mean, I know it's cheaper, but like a lot of times they'd be like, man, if it's only five bucks cheaper and this money is just gonna go to their pocket. I mean, why? Sometimes I would just be like, no, just buy the new one. It just makes more sense sometimes to do that. Um, I'd still buy. I mean, obviously, if there's a really good, if there's a game I wanted that was really cheap, I was like, oh, all right, I'll pick up the used copy. And then I, I, after a while too, I think some of their practices that they would do would would irk me, where they would always like, you know, where it was like, oh, all right, here, here's this game, and I'm like, oh, cool, and I get it. Like one of the things I remember, I, I used to hate this. I was like, oh, we only have one copy left, cool, and it's like, oh, but it's opened. You, already, you guys already broke the ceiling. It's yeah. like, yeah, but it's brand new. And no, it's, it's like, well, it's not open. anymore. You guys took it out of the fucking thing and did all this stuff, but you're going to charge me the full price for it? Or, you know, them pushing you to like, you want to get it used? And I'm like, no, I, not really. Yeah. You know, I just, some of that stuff after a while, we're just like, eh, kind of yeah. get. Seem a little pushy. Yeah. yeah, a little bit sometimes. And also just like the, uh, also, downloading games in the past just wasn't that fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, Even now, it's still sure. not an optimal yeah. experience now, especially with how big games are. But, like, you know, as, as broadband, like, speeds improve and get faster, you know, downloading games to your console is, a, is now a more convenient method to where, like, eh, do I, why get up, get dressed, go pick up, you know, go to the GameStop pick up a game, come back home doing that when I can just set something here. Like you said, pre-orders too, right? No, oh, just pre-order. Well, you can pre-download stuff now to your consoles. It's just much easier in a lot of cases. Just be like, eh, I'll just do it this way. I don't know. Just just things like the, the avenues or like the ways to distribute got a lot simpler, I guess, easier. It's kind of like for me, it's very similar to what happened with DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that. Like I remember when DVDs, you know, I was like, oh, my, my DVD, I like DVDs, I, yeah. I love this. And then streaming mm-hmm. became this <clears throat> simple thing where, uh, although you're you're not getting that full quality, I was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm able to watch the movie now and I don't really yeah. need to have these DVDs. And I miss special features though and commentaries. It's true, but even like now, now if you like, if you want to buy a movie, like a lot of times through like Apple and stuff like that, you still get that stuff. Oh, you do? Yeah, you can. Okay. You get like, you can't, you not, not, maybe not everything like the old school DVDs would have, but like you get some of that stuff. And it just became to the point where it was like, yeah, I really don't need to go, I don't need the physical, the media anymore. I can just, you know, and even then after a while, like with streaming is like in these services, you're like, oh, it's already here. I, even though I have my DVD here, or my Blu-ray here, it's available here. Yeah. It's just more convenient. So it's just like, eh. Why is Reggie on the board of GameStop? Why do you think he's there? Great ambassador for games. I think he's got a really good track record. And I think I think they think that him being there will help to like... I, I, I think one of the reasons is it, it'll give them that idea that they're games first, that their mentality isn't about just making money. It's about, you know, giving people an experience. And you've been hearing things about GameStop kind of changing up how they go about it, like the stores... Like I've been seeing things about like how they want to change it up in a little bit and be like, make it a destination, have fun, do this or that. I think Reggie's a good guy for that. I just don't. I don't think, think it's he good. came up with that. that I don't think he did it. Yeah, I don't yeah, think he did either. But I just think he, him being a part of that, uh-huh. gamers will like that. They see him and he's a guy that they trust and that they like. You know, and of course, you, you they want that. 
you know they, they're already kind of getting that bad reputation a lot of the negative stories about you know getting rid of a lot of the of the uh like a lot of employees or yeah, employees yeah. being forced to sell things in, in a certain way so i think for them it's just having him as kind of like oh you know reggie was a, is, a, is a great guy i just like i said don't think it's going to help in the long term he's a great great ambassador for games but i just don't see it what can gamestop do what Not can much. reggie do uh, outside of just what are the biggest problems with gamestop besides physical media what are the biggest problems because if anything like what what is it when you walk into a gamestop now what do you see hot topic yeah do we need that nope okay what if they went back to games what if what if they did something where it was just like, hey, you know, like if there is exclusives that are GameStop exclusives, because they have those, you know, pops or toys or whatever, have that just be one wall, like not a whole wall, but like one f- section. You know what I mean? Like, why? What if what if Reggie's point is whole to bring everything back to games, what it was in the beginning? How big is nostalgia nowadays, right? How big is all that type of stuff? Like, what if they brought? Uh, th- these were just guesses, because even I had the same thought as you, Joe. When, when this, hold on, hold Put on, tickets, hold on. But like, like, I had the same thought as you. It's like, what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. it's already, it's already on its way out. More than anything, I worked for that company. I, don't, I, I don't want to be an asshole. More than anything, I want to see that burn to the fucking ground, because that company itself, how they treated their employees, was bullshit. And I, I, I was waiting to for the day to, you know, I don't want all those people to lose their jobs, mm-hmm. but I was ready to just dance on their ashes and just like. Cause, cause, just the company, just how it treated its employees, yeah. not the employees. Like, I don't want those people to lose their jobs. But then I, I started thinking about, like, okay, why is Reggie doing this, and what can he do? And the only thing logical in my mind, and again, he probably won't do any of this, but that GameStop never had to open that many stores. It grew too big too quickly. Um, you're right about everything you're saying, Joe. Physical download media, all that stuff, but pushy employment. You go in there; it's a freaking hot topic, like you said, Bethel. Bring it back to games. If it's just something simple, train your employees better. Train your employees to learn how to take in stuff, especially old like older games, because a lot of that stuff is fake sometimes. But if you can bring in people where, like, that's the biggest thing nowadays. We get reboots of movies, TV shows, cartoons. It's all nostalgia. You know, like, I, I would like to be able to be, oh, shit, GameStop is something where I can get, oh, shit, they have Sega games, you know, they have Nint- Super Nintendo, Nintendo. Maybe that's not for me. Maybe that's not even for the younger crowd. They're like, oh, okay, I'm going to get my PlayStation 5 games, my Xbox Series X games here. Like, make it be games again. That's one thing I could see. Lose a shit ton of stores. We don't need, how many do we have here in Ventura County? A lot. We have a ton, right? They've closed, like, one so far. Um, we don't need that many, but if you can make one like that type of thing, and even even the thing where 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 they were doing that thing where making some test stores, like oh you can play games here and make it a hangout, like no not even that I'm not saying hangout like that's, fuck all that you know I'm saying. I don't know why I feel I see him doing that, make it about games again, make it about having developers retailers all, or people who make the games feel comfortable promoting their stuff in GameStop because that's a huge thing you're right Joe you you you've brought up where uh, over time when you buy used and you're like oh this is a great deal but then you realize wow these people who are working their asses off making these games don't see nothing I'm buying I'm paying five dollars less for a used copy of a new game but they don't see a dime you know if anything I could see that happening if that's Reggie's plan 
I don't see him going into something not having a plan, not having. I don't see him going in to fail. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't see him going in with a with a strategy to like actually do something to improve what GameStop could be. And again, you're talking to a guy who wants to see that thing gone. Like I want to see. I've been wanting to see it gone for years. You know. Again, not talking about employees. I'm not talking about people losing their jobs. I don't want people to lose their jobs. I just don't like that company for a lot of reasons. But I am curious to see what Reggie's gonna do. The the whole game things and bringing all that back. Only reason I bring that up is it was just something that only thing I could think of is like bring it back to being GameStop, not Funko Funko Land. Even though it was originally called Funko Land, but not Funko Pop Land. I'm talking about video games. Bring it back to that. Bring nostalgia, bring all that stuff. That's what I think. And you're right. We're living in a world where it's a digital age. But, like, figure out a way where, oh, shit, PlayStation right now or Xbox is having a sale where it's retro sale where everything's up to 50 to 60% off. Match those prices if it's possible. This is just a pie-in-the-sky thought. I don't know if that's possible. But you know what I mean? Like, just stuff like that. I don't know. That Be competitive. That's what GameStop never was. GameStop was never competitive. If Best Buy had fucking Modern Warfare for $39.99, GameStop's still selling it for $59.99. Amazon has it, you know, for $29.99. They're not going to price match it. Do that. How can GameStop still today not do free fucking shipping on orders? That makes no sense. Do that type of stuff. Let your consumers have the options of being able to download their games, being able to get get their stuff shopped. Not everything, but like even free free shipping on like if you, you buy something. Two day it, now. What's up? I think it's I think two days like the standard for. I'm not. I could be wrong, but yeah. I thought I thought two. But days. I know that they haven't done free shipping ever. Oh. But I could be wrong. Maybe they changed it. But that's what I'm just saying. That's that's what came to mind when I heard about this. Like he's not going in just to fuck around. He has a plan. I, and it's smart for GameStop or the, whatever this company is to pay attention to what he... Because, again, yeah, it's not like he's going to bring everything on Nintendo over. But he, has some he, know, he knows he has some ins and he know, knows okay. how all that shit runs. He knows how much companies like Nintendo don't like things that GameStop does. How is yeah. he not going to have it like, hey, they don't like this, but if you were to do this, they're Maybe coming. he wants to destroy it from the inside. <gasps> Bethel might be right, but do you get what I'm saying? I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I I just don't think it. I I don't think in the end it's gonna matter. I think all all the things that you're saying right now, number one, too many stores. Yeah, you you cut you you end up cutting stores, but again that sucks because again you end up with people losing jobs. Yeah. So that sucks. Um, making it about games. I am a, I, I'm actually a believer that the reason they started to bring in all of that extracurricular hot topic shit was because they were. We weren't making sales, sales so they had to fucking do something. Because to they stores. were they weren't carrying things anymore. They were they were trying to find extra revenues of income, trading your mobile mm-hmm. devices. Hey, now we're selling cricket phones. That's hey, now we're doing credit cards. That shit now. That's yeah. what they push more than anything. But they pushed that shit a long time ago. They stopped for a while and they're bringing it back. I I, just I, think, I think there's ways of because because not only that but even the pushy employee. Hey, you is anything you're looking forward to reserving? And then Joe goes, No, I'm good. Are you sure we got the new uh, Call of Duty coming out? I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. You positive? We also got uh, God of War. And you're like, I'm, after the third, fourth time, you're like, fuck, dude. I don't, you think, I don't even want to fucking be here right now. Like, you already bugged the shit out of I me. I just look at whatever game's coming up. It's like, oh, yeah, I already pre-ordered Animal Crossing. Yeah, Got it all. Got it all. Oh, here. But now, you know what sucks? They have the account, so you can't say that because they could see where you haven't pre-ordered oh, anywhere else right. now. Now you can see where you haven't pre-ordered anywhere. 
It's just one of those things, where, like I said, where like like you said, you make it about you make it about games. You maybe you maybe stave off, like you you maybe slow the bleeding. Um, but I don't think there's. I, I honestly don't think there's anything you can really do at this point mm-hmm. in order to change that. Um, a lot of things are changing. You know, like I, I think across the board, you know, I don't. I just like I said, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's gonna really matter. There's a lot of things that have happened. And I feel like a lot of gamers, especially like the gamers that go to GameStop or that went to GameStop for years, a lot of them have become more jaded. It's not just what, it's not just the things that GameStop has done though. It's a lot of the things that the developers and the publishers do too. This is a big, this this whole thing isn't just- Wait, on, what do you mean? You know, like uh, pushing pre, like pushing pre-orders, pre-order bonuses, uh, GameStop, DLC. GameStop will now, push pre-orders because they'd want to see the numbers and stuff like that. They push it, I know that, but I mean, the, but the developer, the publishers, not developers. Publishers I think, are still I think this is where you want you want to go, and and this is the the publishers. Remember when there had to you had to if you bought a new game you got the online pass token. Like if you got to use yeah. one, you wouldn't have an online pass one. That yeah. was something to combat pre-owned. Uh, and yeah, and I, they, they went that route. But I'm just in general, like having, you know, like, you know, a lot of the people that go to GameStop are, are a lot of them are, were hardcore gamers. You know, they were, they were core gamers. That's what they wanted to do. As the business has changed, when you hear about a lot of the shit that goes on, you just, it kind of leaves a, a bad taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then having to go into the GameStop and deal with, you know, with what's in there. Same thing. Um, can a game shop uh, can a game shop exist and and do well or at least do decently and like you're saying with the retro stuff yes i think there's already examples of that there's there's places you can go to like retro game shops even here in the county that are that are, are great experiences you go to them it's fun it's like you're yeah. like wow it's cool i just don't think it's not the type of thing that a company with a board of directors and all that has can any do. foresight about yeah they they, yeah. they don't care for to do that they're they're that talking can't about carry over to what they no were. yeah that's that's a, that you're, you're having the the retro stuff is more of a mom, mom and pop mom pa shop that mentality of just like yeah this is what we do board of directors they don't see i don't think they see any value in that like mm-hmm. that that's they have it online like where you can buy a lot of those like retro stuff online but they're not going to bring that stuff back to the um to the store um but I mean, like you said, some of the things you're saying, I think they're good. They're, it's definitely a move they should move towards. It's definitely something that they should do. Uh-huh. I just don't think in the end it's going to matter. I think game shops will go the way of, uh, you know, like game stops or just game shops in general. A lot of game shops. I think some game shops will always be around because, like retro gaming, like you said, the nostalgia. Yeah. Those, those, there's going to be places that are going to survive. I think places like GameStop that focus on, I mean, selling news, but like current gen new stuff. I think it's gonna. It's not going to be something that they're gonna do. That they're not going to be around for forever, just because you know, times are changing. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. the and there's no with things going digital. There's no real way for them to evolve with that. Beto, they're gonna bring back the end gauge. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember finding an end gauge in in the store that I worked at and going like, oh shit. This is the end gauge and trying to get it to work, but I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think the battery was dead. No, I don't think we had any. Actually, I don't think there was any games I could put in there because we didn't have any around. There was a Tony Hawk game. There was a Tony Hawk game, but I think the only thing that we had there were, we were sealed copies of Splinter Cell. And I was like, oh, I can't fucking open these. <laughs> can't. Mm-hmm.
2020 has been officially canceled over concerns about the novel coronavirus or COVID-19. This marks the biggest impact on a video game show this year as a result of public health concerns regarding the COVID-19 outbreak. The Entertainment Software Association is now exploring the possibility of an online experience to replace the show. A statement from the ESA reads, After careful consideration with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in our, in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners, we have made the difficult decision to cancel E3 2020, scheduled for June 9th through the 11th in Los Angeles. Following increased and overwhelming concerns about the COVID-19 virus, we felt this was the best way to proceed during such an unprecedented global situation. We are very disappointed that we are unable to hold this event for our fans and supporters, but we know the right decision based on the information we have today. Yeah, there's not much, not much you can, you can do with what's going on. I mean, it's not like, and they did it prior to all of the real Everybody, crazy yeah. crackdowns. But at this yeah. point, it's a moot point. They were gonna, they weren't. There was no choice. They there were was, gonna. Have there to was do. talks for it for a while. Like everyone's like, it's gonna happen. Yeah. There's no way that it's not. You know, um, with this and, and the COVID nineteen and and how you're hearing a lot of events and and social gathering type of things being canceled um a lot of people were talking about i don't know how you guys feel about this but uh people going oh fuck it e3 was dying anyway who gives a fuck it was dead on arrival this year and then you had like you know sony wasn't gonna be there mm -hmm. other people kind of pulled out um what what do you guys think about everything those comments and what might maybe other companies will do, like Ubisoft, Activision, EA, maybe do a Nintendo-style direct around the time, or a lot of that news could be spread out throughout the year. Well, I think we've already heard that. Uh, <clears throat> like, I think Xbox or Microsoft said that they're gonna still they're gonna do some kind of a digital thing around that time. I don't know if the actual week of when E3 was supposed to happen or not, but I think they're, they a couple of them have said that. Um, it wasn't gonna die look man it, it, it's it wasn't gonna die this year wasn't gonna be dead yeah. there were already i mean it's it was unfortunate for them that they like a lot of the big you know like sony wasn't gonna take a part of it nintendo does its own thing um you know but i i think they still had microsoft there who was gonna be which was basically gonna be the centerpiece because I, I my assumption is microsoft was gonna show off more of the new console and yeah that was gonna be a big thing um I think I think they even said that Warner Brothers had a uh, had a conference was going to have one of the those keynote conferences this year. They were mm -hmm. going to it was their first time going to be doing that. Oh yeah, they're probably going to announce the new Batman and the Harry Potter game yeah. or something is what I heard. And uh, I actually it was yeah actually it was Batman Harry Potter and the next game from Rocksteady because I don't think Rocksteady was doing the next Batman. Yeah. So it was you know that's that's pretty big thing like the, especially you know Rocksteady you know seeing what they're going to work on next. Mm -hmm. Um. So I don't think it's I don't think it's a death blow to to the um, uh, to E3 at least not yet. But I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where you know. And if anything, for E3, just with a lot of shit that's been going on and the leaks, you know, like the data breaches and all that stuff that mm -hmm. went on, it's maybe a good maybe a good thing for them to take an extra year and just be like, okay, we need to really lock this shit down if we want people to come back to this or if we want people to be a part of it. But just in general, man, again, it's like it's like GameStop, like just the way the E3 itself is is now basically becoming an unnecessary vehicle to promote games. You don't need it anymore. Uh -huh. And 
Nintendo has proven that. Sony mm-hmm. was on its way to proving that with their own. Like, why? Why do we need to be there when we yeah. can do this on our time and do it our way and spin it in a way where you know, truth be told, whether anyone likes to spin it to where it looks way better when we show it than going there and doing it that way. Yeah, I agree. Um, with with that type of thing. E3, I always thought was like it was important because that's when you got all the news for the upcoming games. But I also thought it was great and important for like developers, publishers, and even people who worked as journalists and doing stuff for like you know IGN, any video game magazine website when we used to get magazines and stuff before um, to get that type of information, to have hands on and be able to play it, ask questions to the creators and being like hey the you know any questions they had and then report back to us and we would you know scoop up all that news during you know when the magazine came the next month or we saw it you know the blog online and stuff that was what was cool but as the years went on they kind of made it open to the public and it always seemed like it was so much harder for a good portion of that the people to bring that type of news to kind of yeah work on that which that was always my thing i got annoyed about was it was don't get me wrong. You always have those people going, oh, I went to E3. It's just like, okay, cool, man. It's like you're waiting in line, play the game. That's awesome. Yeah, you really don't how get was it. There it was no. cool. It's like, yeah, but like, how was it? How was the level design? It's fun. Okay, I need a little bit more than that. You know, that's why you have people who would uh, report on it and give you more information. But, uh, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, not, not necessary and, or E3 needed to die, but... There was there are different avenues to get that type of information nowadays when everything's so quickly on your phone and you're updated instantly, you know. But uh, I think it was like a better place to get everyone together, you know, and to kind of show off like, hey, this is what we're working on. I think that was for me the most important thing, more than like, I want to see how Timmy four twenty thought of Breath of the Wild. Like I'm kind of cool. I don't need to know that. <clears throat> I don't think it helps them like for for the previous for the, for the following years. Them canceling this year, like I feel like it'll it'll probably like be kind of a. I'm sure it hurt, it's hurting them right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for next year, especially too. Uh, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen next year. Maybe we'll see if they even come back. That's um, true. Yeah, I just. I mean, I, I, that's something like I. I was look forward to E3, just because it's fun. Even though sometimes most of the time I'm just, like we're disappointed. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. It's not gonna be uh, any E3 this year. And uh, Sony being like, oh, yeah, we're not going to be at E3. Then E3's like, we're not going to be there either. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the biggest things of no E3 2020 this year, it was going to be our fifth year anniversary. And it would have been our fifth year doing E3 bets. And I actually got a message, someone saying, I'm bummed because there's no E3 bets this year. Kind of happy it was already dying. We know. <laughs> it was. It was already just there. Eh. You didn't like doing E three bets? Uh actually, this was. I actually not you. The you bringing it up right now because I hadn't even thought about it. Uh-huh. But I was thinking, I was like, yeah, what would have been this year? It would have been one of those things like, eh, who fucking cares? Dude, we man. need to know if a big boy will slip. Yeah, dude. Mm. Damn, Joe. Mm. You're breaking hearts. You know that. Still, you guys still pay me that week though. I all mean, I need, all I fucking want, uh, all I need is—is is it because you haven't been winning? Is it because you haven't been winning? It's for Madden to show me what's coming up. That's all yeah. I give a shit about. Is it because you haven't been winning? No. If you won last year, you would have been like, "Yeah, I missed E3 bets. Would have been awesome." Yeah. You didn't like okay. giving that money, did you? No, it wasn't that a lot. 
just mm. go around the guy. Shit. Well, yeah. No E3 this year. It's going to be crazy. A lot of things not this year. It's not just E3. It's a lot. And GDC got canceled too, right? GDC, yeah. Yeah, everything's shutting down. But we're not. No, we're here for you. Yep. But I have a little surprise Whoa. for the audience. Last week. I wasn't getting a surgery. I was in San Diego. Why are you, why are you saying this? Dude, it's not true. You, know, you just showed it to us. Yeah, you did. It looked like an over microwave. I was, I was Doug. at the anniversary. Of yes, your circumcision? Sure. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, I did something a little special that I recorded when I was over there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was it you just singing out loud over, <laughs> like, um, overshadowing your cousin singing too? <clears throat> You were singing harmonies, but you actually made it seem like you were singing lead. I played the Final Fantasy VII Remake oh demo oh for the PlayStation 4. So I asked my cousin, person who's been on the show, Janice, to ask me questions. You forced her to do this? <laughs> what? That's what it's fucked up, dude. I asked her, can you ask me some questions about the Final Fantasy VII demo? And, and she's she, like, yeah, I really got a lot of homework to do. And you're like, no, just do it. <laughs> And she, she did. Told me. So she told me she's like Jesse made me ask We're gonna hit. We're gonna go to that right now. You're gonna hear my thoughts on the Final Fantasy VII demo and questions asked by my cousin Janice about the Final Fantasy VII de- remake demo. What sorry, term? Janice. Yeah, sorry, Janice. Sorry, right. sorry, he made you do this. We're, it's we're just so questions that she that you wrote for her to ask. Set it up, Bethel. Here it is. Sorry, guys. Hey everybody, it's me, Jesse. As you heard, I am recording a special little segment for the episode this week with my cousin, Janice. Yes, Janice has been on the show multiple times. I have recently played the Final Fantasy VII Remake Demo, something that has released to the public, came out March 1st, everyone went crazy, Real quick, I was originally not going to download the demo. I was like, you know what? Game comes out in a month. Might as well wait. But, you know, uh, I get, you know, pulled in easily because they were like, hey, if you download the demo, you get a free PlayStation Network theme of Final Fantasy VII. And I was like, I'm a whore for free shit. So I downloaded it. And then I just decided, you know what? Might as well play it while... I have it downloaded. But before we talk about that, I asked my cousin Janice, hey, you know what? Give me some questions about Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake, or Final Fantasy series as a whole. Because I could have been sitting here talking to you guys like, this is what I liked about the demo. This is what's blah, blah, blah about the demo. Whatever. And I thought, you know, you're going to have hear a million people talk about what they thought about the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. And I found that not to be as interesting as here with my cousin and have her ask me some questions. So before we do that, like I said, I'm here with Janice. Janice, say hello. Hola. How are you doing right now? Pretty good. Uh, Just uh, dwindling down from a, a 90th birthday party we just went to, so... Yeah, just trying to relax now. So, I'm going to let you take it away, Janice. I'm going to give this to you and ask your question. 
Thank you, Jesse. While I drink, sponsor this sponsored segment. This segment is sponsored by Stone Fear Movie Lines Double IPA for an unfiltered double IPA drink. Stones, also known as FML. Okay, so Jesse, this release of Final Fantasy VII, particularly. Before we get into the review of the demo, I wanted to ask you if you remember the day Square Enix announced the remake and your feelings on the trailer that they released. Now, if you're talking about the official day they announced the remake or the PlayStation 3 tech demo that started off as the beginning of Final Fantasy VII and people were like, is this a remake of Final Fantasy VII? And at the end of the, the trailer, it said tech demo for ps3 and that started the fires of oh are they gonna why don't they just do a final fantasy 7 remake demo or not demo final fantasy remake or final fantasy remake that so that stoked the fires for a remake of final fantasy 7 but when final fantasy 7 remake was officially announced there was another stab in the heart for final fantasy 7 fans um, it says like you've all been waiting for it and it had the same images you saw from Final Fantasy, the, um, the live stream and you're like, they're doing it. The Final Fantasy remake demo or demo. I keep saying demo. Final Fantasy remake. And then it's just a port of the piece or PS1 PC version of Final Fantasy seven to the PS4. And it would just, everyone's just like, Oh, it's not the Final Fantasy seven remake demo. So that was number two, where people got excited. Now, do I remember when they officially announced it? Yes. I remember the day it happened. I remember how I felt. I felt, holy shit, it's actually happening. This trailer, right? It was just like, is this... Is this going to be another tech demo? Is this a movie? Because you didn't know. Because like, it starts off, it's a really nice trailer. And then at the end of it, then it's like Final Fantasy VII, and then it goes remake, and then everyone loses their mind. It was the same time during E3 when they announced the Shenmue 3 Kickstarter and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it just seemed like PlayStation was like shooting, you know, firing at all cylinders, and everything people wanted was coming up. Um, I think at that time, because it had been talked about for so long, and people wanted it that it, it just seemed like well it's finally happening and it looks with the trailer it looks cool mm -hmm. you know it was exciting but i don't think i i was like oh, okay cool they're doing a remake but i don't think i was just like oh my god it's the best thing ever it's just more like mm -hmm. oh okay cool they're gonna do it that's it if yeah. you if you were to compare your excitement between that and the remake of the Resident Evil. Um, oh, I think I was more excited for Resident... Oh. I was more excited for the Resident Evil 2 remake. Because I never thought it was something that would happen. I mean, you can say that too with Final Fantasy 7. But because it was teased for so long... Uh, it's just more like you already lowered your expectations. Because you're like, oh, it's just going to be a movie. They're going to do a movie. you know. But then when it was official, it's like, oh, okay, cool. 
But with Resident Evil 2 Remake, that was more something just like rumored. You know, it wasn't a thing you were waiting for. If anything, I talked about it on the show when Res- the original Resident Evil got remade for GameCube. Like um, when I was a kid and especially with my buddy Trino, we were like dreaming, oh, then they're going to do this with Resident Evil 2 because that was our favorite one. Um, fast forward like almost 15 years later and they actually did it. Mm-hmm. I think it was 15 years. Uh, so that one was more exciting because it's like how they, it got presented was a surprise, you know, and it wasn't like tech demo or it wasn't like re-release of the original one. You know, it was actually remake, but it looked like a completely, something completely different, you know, like an actual remake. So I would say Resident Evil 2 remake was, I was more excited for just because seven just, it was, it was been, you've been cock teased for so long with seven that like you just already kind of taught yourself to just not be too excited for anything okay moving on to my next question mm-hmm. um did you hear any rumors or leaks that you were hoping to be true and did it come true with the demo i know the game's not fully released yeah. yet but at least with a demo did it confirm any of those well with like rumors and stuff like that if anything this is of what we know like still anything everything's not official but this remake isn't the full game. So everyone's pretty sure what they think the first one's going to be. Um, it's more of like I'm just kind of happy with knowing that the combat is not turn-based in this one. Where if you've played RPGs before, turn-based combat is, you know, you attack, your party attacks, then you wait until the enemy attacks, and then vice versa, you go back and forth. Manage your health, manage your magic, manage what's going on in the field. With this one, it was pretty quick for them to be like, oh, it's going to be more action-based. So you had people who were mad at me. I just didn't care. I was just like, you know what? Something different. That's fine. I wouldn't have mind turn-based, but with them going more with an active action battle mechanic, I was like, yeah, that's fine. Because if, if for me, if it ever sucks, you still have that original cool game, you know? No, if Final Fantasy VII Remake at the end of all things becomes the worst thing ever, the but you were a fan of the original, it's not. It, I don't feel it taints anything. It just makes it go, oh, that just makes the original so much better. Maybe not visually and script-wise, but that type of stuff doesn't really bother me a lot of times. But um, what uh, so like rumors and stuff like that. I was just more going into the demo, kind of. Like, oh, how's the combat going to be? Because I didn't want it to suck. Mm -hmm. Because I'm tired of... I think the Kingdom Hearts combat is never really improved. And could be better, but it never gets better. And Final Fantasy XV was not horrible. But it was kind of like, whatever. After a while, it was just kind of like, eh. It's passable, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't like 15 in general, Final Fantasy 15. But playing the demo on this one, the combat, I really enjoyed what they did. But I was a little afraid because my cousin, Nick Nick, had texted me. He's like, oh, I played the demo. And he says, oh, the combat reminds me of a lot of Kingdom Hearts. And when I hadn't played the demo yet, mm-hmm. and I was like, shit, <laughs> this sucks. Like, he's saying this, and he's a Kingdom Hearts fan. I was just like, dude, this sucks. Like, it's really that combat. I don't, I don't want to play this. But I played the demo and I was like, oh, no, it's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Kingdom Hearts. So I, I liked what they did with it. So it, it, more than like rumors, like 
I try to avoid a lot of that stuff because people could just say anything, you know? Yeah. Now, a, a rumor I would want to make up and have be true is, oh, it's actually the whole game. They're just fucking with you. So when you play it, they're like, no, it's all out. <laughs> that's like, that's a rumor I make up that, oh, that's true. It's like, you beat the game and you think it's over. It's like, no, I'm just kidding. Here's the rest of the game. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, that'd be the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. If, if if like, but that would be a secret that the, on day one people would just be like, it's actually the full game, you know. Yeah. Um, but that that won't that won't happen. Yeah. I don't think it will. That would be the only cool rumor yeah. I would want. Rumor I made up, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get into uh, more details about your experience in playing the demo. How long did it take for you to beat the demo? The demo was about uh, an hour and a half. So an hour and 30 minutes, which I felt was nice enough. Um, before that, I did hear people were like, oh, it's three hours. And I was like, that's cool, but I don't want to play three hours. I'm cool with just a cool like 30, 45 minute demo. So I don't want to have to go through it again if it's boring. But uh, it, it's they give you enough to where it's like, oh, okay. It's the first mission run in the beginning. If you played Final Fantasy VII, it's just the first part, which is really good, which is really cool too. Um, so yeah, an hour and a half if you're going through it. You can probably like, if you're just wanting to explore. That was a cool thing about the demo is being able to explore and everything. But that's pretty much how much time it took me. So everybody reports that it's three hours long? Yeah. Why is it that it's three hours long versus what it took you an hour and a half? Maybe because I didn't rush, but I wasn't like... In most games, I will I will explore every corner. To see if I miss anything or, you know, find anything. But I just ended up, uh, I wasn't like just rushing through it. Like, oh, I need to beat this fast. I kind of just more, I didn't do what I usually do and like to explore. Like, oh, is there a chest over here? Is this, this over here? I just kind of, okay, grab this. Okay, I'm on my way. Fight the enemy. I'm on my way. Doesn't seem like there's random encounters like in most RPGs. It seems like all the fights are set. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the boss battle itself it's pretty long. Uh, the boss battle reminds me... The boss battle in the Final Fantasy remake reminds me of uh, fighting a, a big boss battle in Yakuza. Usually could take anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. And it, and it kind of feels like, oh, um, it feels like a, a like when you're playing a turn-based RPG. Like sometimes the boss fights will be like 15 to 20 minutes, maybe even longer. I think I remember like the final boss fight in Final Fantasy VIII took me an hour. I think. I don't remember. But I remember a lot of those are long, but it wasn't like monotonous and, and you're just like, oh, it's fucking boring. No, no. But I think it was just more people taking their time and like, oh, I'm wanting to explore where I was like, oh, I'm looking around. I'm not rushing, but I'm not checking everything out just because I know I'm playing this again. So I just don't want to you know. You get what I'm saying? Take up your time. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you feel about the mission or the quest, the make reactor one bombing mission as the main um, mission for the demo. Did you feel like that was a good choice? They should have done another type of mission. Um. Oh, that was good. Um, I think it. it what, what I thought was good about them doing that was if you're a fan of Final Fantasy VII and you, you've played that reactor mission tons of times, it's kind of bringing you back to when you first played it. And kind of like how we talked about in Resident Evil 2 Remake. It feels like you're home, but it's different. Things have changed. 
but it's so it's it's really nice how they like oh man they kept this they you know it was a lower polygon count things like that but like how cloud flips lands on you know when he get jumps off the train and flips and lands you will remember how it was when you play on PS1 and they kind of they kept it you know they kept that they kept a good amount of the dialogue but they added more to it so it just felt like you're watching a movie probably in 4K instead of a VHS tape and they're adding in good deleted scenes into it and you're just like oh wow there's more of this or mm-hmm. oh wow this leads up here like oh okay when you're playing it as a game as a kid it's just you're seeing everything because everything was pre-rendered backgrounds and pre-rendered backgrounds are when it's like matte it's painted backgrounds and that's how they're able to add that and then do um the the polygon characters um no i thought it was really cool because it brings you back to that beginning and you remember that and it's it's that but recreated in a new way you know and i think it, that's better than having you start way later on because the first part's going to be the first time you learn combat and everything so i also think i saw someone i never played it myself but someone said the demo this final fantasy remake demo is the same demo as the original one for ps1 like the demo they made for ps1 was the same reactor one so they redid that was gonna be my question. Oh, was my next it? Question was that um, uh, that was gonna be my next question was if um, you played the original Final Fantasy VII demo, mm-hmm. if it was the same or different, or even like the the actual game was it the same or different? But that's, that's what I heard. Yeah, cool. Well, it brings nostalgia to people, so that's good. Yeah. Now getting to the to the nitty gritty of. I think what everybody is most excited about in the game is the combat system. Square Enix said that it was completely new combat system, never before seen. Um, what was your take on it, and did you like it? As long as it wasn't Kingdom Hearts, I'm fucking cool. <laughs> no, no, it was. They, they. It, this is a combat system I've never seen them use in anything that they've created. Um, like I said. Not big on Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Final Fantasy XV was okay, but um, I liked what they did with this combat system because it's it's kind of a mixture of of its turn based, but with action. So Square, you have your attack. If you're if you're a Cloud Square, it's your attacks. Triangle, you switch to another form of attacking. I forget the name of it, but when you switch to the other form, you pretty much it's Cloud. Um, being a bit slower, but being able to hit multiple enemies at a time, but your strength is higher. But you you sacrifice speed, where your normal is faster. Mm. And then when you hit uh, the circle button, you roll. So you can roll, dodge, attacks. I don't know why I felt like I wanted to jump, even though there's never been jumping in Final Fantasy VII. I don't know why I was like, I want a jumping button, but I don't need a jumping button. Like this game, it's not like, oh, it's missing that. I was just more like, I, I want to jump. I don't know why I want to jump. <laughs> um, and then the X button brings up the menu. So when the menu comes up, it pauses the world in slow motion. And then that's when you're able to do a lot of the the stuff you would do in previous Final Fantasies, like choosing your health curing using magic it pauses it brings up that so like cloud can attack and use fire you choose that attack he hits fire uh if you're playing with someone else or as multiple characters you can be barrett 
Barrett with an easy uh, hit of the L2 R2 button, you switch to Barrett. If you're already in X mode where it brings it up in slow mo and you can choose your attacks, let's say, oh, Cloud's health is low, Barrett's health is low too. Barrett's, I could use potions with Cloud, but also Barrett, I need, and Cloud's really low. Barrett has the cure magic. I'm going to cure Cloud. So I could do, I could do all my commands by choosing Cloud potion himself and then switch to, and it's already paused, switch to Barrett. Barrett cure cloud so when it comes out when you hit x again and you're out of the paused slow-mo menu and it goes back to regular combat he casts the magic and do all that now when you control barrett barrett plays a little bit different where he's more of a distance character to where they're they change things where enemies that were in the game that were originally on the floor are up high which make more sense and there were enemies that were were hovering up in the sky so if they're too far barrett's better at using that them to target those enemies and attack so if you're not using a character if you're not controlling cloud if you're not controlling barrett in combat they're still automatically ai controlled attacking so it's not like they're just standing there like zombies but you can still issue commands with certain things if you want in that pause menu part um, now they do give you the option of doing the traditional turn-based command system but i didn't try that out i just tried the action one um but barrett also shoots with his arm uh with the square button x button brings up menu circle brings up the roll but he has a charge move with the triangle button which shoots pretty much like I want to say like strong rounds. Mm -hmm. And then once you do like, I think it's like two or three strong rounds, you can kind of take out an enemy with that or reduce their health pretty low. But then it, the, the arm charges. But if you repeatedly hit the triangle button, Barrett will shake his arm and it will recharge it faster. But oh, cool. sacrificing um, Barrett being unmobile. So he's going to get hit if an enemy attacks him. He's too. He's just charging, so he's he's left in the open. So you have to. It's at risk and reward. And I thought that was really cool. I was seeing that a lot of people were like, oh, "I can't. I'm I'm not figuring out Barrett well enough." But I think people just want to attack when when I, I get what they're saying. But like I already knew. But he has just has an arm cannon. He has like a shotgun or a guns in his arms, like or whatever. I forget what it's called. Um, He's more distant. <laughs> he just does. Imagine like Bethel just flexing. Uh, like, gun. I just imagine Bethel flexing, saying, "I got my guns in my arm." <laughs> <I'm not> stupid. <laughs> um. So Barrett's more of a distance character, where where Cloud is close up. So I think I, I understand when people say they couldn't really get it, but for me, I was like, "Oh, it's distance. Makes sense. He's in the distance. It's fine." Um. Would you go back and play the demo with the classic combat system? Yeah, I've been I've been meaning to just try it out just to see how how it is. I do want to play the demo again just because it was actually really cool. I usually don't do that a lot, but I just, I just kind of want to. I do want to try out that new combat just see see how it feels. But I think I want to just try this action one just because it's it's different and and I think it's more intended for what they were they they vision the game. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I think they intended that, and I think a lot of people were just like, oh, it's not turn based, and they're like, hey, let's do something for the fans since. Since the world can be paused, why can't we just have that as, like, you just choose your commands? So I'll try it, but when I play the full game, it'll be the action mode. Um, do you prefer the new combat system or the classic combat system? Well, I think this is a different game. So, I mean, hands down in the original game, yeah, turn-based. Uh, I like turn-based RPGs. 
I see a lot of people, I understand why they're not into that, but I, I really, I like, I like that when the game is made that way. But this game is different. I think it's, in, like I said, it's intended for that action part of it. So I just prefer playing it that. But for all I know, maybe that other way is really cool too. So I'll play that as well. But what I prefer, it just, it depends on the game. Whatever they want it to be. And if it, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have a preference for either one. Okay. Now, if they went back and were like, oh, we're putting that combat system in the PS1 version of Final Fantasy, I'd be like, why? Yeah. Like, it That'd makes no sense. Weird. Yeah. That would be really weird. Um, did you have any favorite boss fights um, for this demo? Uh, the scorpion robot. I'm probably saying the wrong name. But uh, there, well, a lot of the enemies were cool, too. Because they, they, when you fought against them, they played. They were all different. It wasn't like, oh, they're just bullet sponges to take out and you're, you're good to go. There's like one or two of them that are like that. But forget what enemy it was. But those enemies were like vicious and would attack. And I'm like, fuck. I, I felt like. I had to back away. It felt different from the first 30 minutes to like the end. I was like, oh shoot, these enemies are crazy. But the, the scorpion boss fight was really cool because, um, you know, they announced the remake. So, of course, your mind goes to, oh, I can't wait to see this, you know, in mm-hmm. in the remake version. And I all I thought, honestly, when they say remake, I was like, it's the same thing, but just nicer graphics. But... There are similar things, but it plays completely different. It's not like the original mm-hmm. version. Uh, easy because it's not turn-based, but there's moments in like in, in the turn-based um, Final Fantasy version 7 when the enemy would kind of uh, lift his tail up and start to charge. You you If I remember correctly, you don't attack him because if you attacked him, it would just, I think it would make him stronger and then he'd hit you real hard. So all you had to do was just guard until he used his laser cannon and then you're good. It wouldn't hit you as hard if I'm correct. Where this didn't really happen, he would charge it up and debris would fall and kind of make a barrier. So you had to hide behind the barrier until he shot his laser and those barriers would be gone and then you would go attack him. Mm -hmm. But then he would do other things where he'd jump off the screen crawl on the wall probably attack from the distance then jump back boom so he's like he's more mobile and moving around so that's what was cool then you switch over to barrett so that's where it's like a time management so it kind of has that feel like it still feels like a turn-based game because you have to strategize shit you have to be like oh fuck okay gotta do this oh i gotta heal cloud i gotta do that you know we're in like final fantasy 15 everyone in that game and their mama all had unlimited potions or whatever so you never felt like you were in risk where Mm -hmm. In potions, I had like, oh, I have 18. And by the end of that fight, I was like, fuck, I only have two more, you know? Yeah. There's that, pre- like, oh, shit. I-, I wasn't doing everything correctly, you know? I'm just, like, thinking, going directly at the scorpion and just, like, attacking, thinking that, oh, I'm going to take this out in, like, five minutes. And then realizing, oh, I've been fighting him for, like, 15. Um, and I was just taking hits without dodging or protecting myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I fucked up. I didn't strategize that part better. Okay, moving on to the weapons. Um, I wanted to ask you if the demo illustrated the weapon tree, the, what was it called? Uh, yeah, the weapon skill tree. Was there a a way for you to upgrade your weapons or do any of that so that way you can better progress through the demo? Um, in the demo, no. Um, I think in in that type of stuff and, and what I like about something like this demo is that's going to be a part of the game but for a demo you don't really need to do that sometimes it's a weird balancing act so when it comes to rpgs 
But this just seemed basic. You had your weapon and you're attacking, you know. I didn't see any weapon, uh, weapon progression or you can level up. But I did not also explore. So for all I know, maybe there was. I just didn't because, again, I wasn't rushing. But I was just like, oh, let's just get through this, you know. Were there different types of weapons that were given to you? And if there were, um, which one did you end up choosing to be your main weapon? No, there could have been, but I didn't. <laughs> Again, I wasn't really trying to explore everything. Um, so they could have provided it, but I did not search for it. to um, more of like the general scope instead of um, asking you more details about the demo. Um, I wanted to ask you if um, you've seen... I wanted to ask you if the graphics was something that impressed you in this demo. Yeah, it did. I was really surprised. Like I knew it was going to look good. But when you see it like all in action, you're seeing things that as a kid were low polygons, but you were still like, this looks good. And then seeing something that's insane, hair movement, eyes, pupils, skin tone, things like that. The characters talking, lips moving. It's really impressive. Lighting, everything about it. Like it was crazy. For me, I thought it looked beautiful. Um, which which system did you play this in? Is this only available on the PS4? Yeah. Okay. So you were able to um, experience it. it in the 4K? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and I know you're a big music fan, um, especially in video games. You love your video game music. How was it in the demo? It sounded good um the music for seven's really it's a great soundtrack i'm gonna i have to agree i watched uh the completionist's conversation where he was talking about the demo and he said he felt that the music was i want to say it was him but he said he felt that the music was kind of drowned out by everything else as in like the sound and character voices and I have to agree a bit on that. Um, just, oh, no, it wasn't The Completionist. It was Jim Sterling, now that I remember. Mm-hmm. He said he felt it was a bit flushed out. Like, it's grand and orchestral now, but it felt like it wasn't as... Where in the original, there's no voice acting in the original game. So the music is center stage. The music is, like, 
dun, 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 where it's there, but it's like, dun, 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 where everyone else is just like, cloud, was like, you're a soldier, huh? You know, so I'd have to agree. It's it's a great soundtrack. They, oh, it's an orchestral soundtrack. It's all that stuff. But I'd have to agree with Jim Sterling that it just didn't feel like it was it was imp- as impactful, but that's because the music had to be that way due to it not having, like, the voice acting and stuff, you know. But no, like, uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, once this comes out in soundtrack form, I'm getting it. Mm. I have seven soundtrack already, so. Speaking of the voice acting, was it something that you were impressed by in the demo? And how was the story with the voice acting? Did it? give you any emotion was there any uh feelings towards it so it's crazy like for me the voice acting is really good i know they're using a completely different cast than what was in the final fantasy 7 advent children movie um but i wouldn't be even able to tell the difference between the voice cast but with the cast that they had in this they were perfect everyone's voices even characters that never had voices who are in this game you're just like oh okay that's this character it sounds good there's a character in the group um in the beginning, when you join Avalanche, her name is Jessie. And in that, in the in the game, she's just kind of like flirty with Cloud. But in this, and a lot of people have pointed it out, she's like thirsty for Cloud. Like she's just like, she wants, she fucking, what's up? She's just, she doesn't say that, but she's talking. And then when Cloud's talking to Barrett in one scene, she's still talking in the background. She's like, oh, he's good looking. And he had, you know, this and that. Like, she's yeah. saying more stuff. And then she goes like, hey, you're friends with Tifa, right? Kind of mean, like, are you guys a thing? Because if not, yeah. like, let's yeah, fuck, you know? <laughs> like, uh, the, the voice actress for that, I forget her name. She's a really good voice actress. She did the voice She did the voice um, for uh, the Black Cat in the Spider-Man game. Mm. And she did a really good job in that one. Um, she's done a ton of other games, too. But she did the one, she did the voice for... Uh, work for jesse and she was great she's great and in in that role and, and everything else it just man it's, it's it's weird to say even though it's like it felt right like it felt like oh this is what i heard in my head as a kid you know even though it's like there's no way you would have been able to hear it that way uh, but i did yeah and that goes a long way because like a real quick example, like when they animated the Batman graphic novel Killing Joke and they had Mark Hamill as the Joker and Kevin Conroy as Batman. I was like, yeah, that was who I had in my head when I read that graphic novel. But when we went to go watch that movie, I was like, this is not the way it was in my head. This fucking sucks. <laughs> it's not like that was seven. So quick example. I don't know if your explanation answered the question I'm about to ask you, but who's your favorite character, and uh, is that also your favorite character in the original series? Or, yeah, the original Final Fantasy VII. In this one, Jessie's thirsty, so she's like, yeah. <laughs> she's all, she's always my favorite now. But uh, did I ever have a favorite? No, you know what? With Final Fantasy VII, I liked everybody. So I haven't heard everybody's voice, but I know who I like. I've always liked Tifa. And and um, Aerith, but when I was a kid, like how it was spelled, I I, I read it as Eris, but I, I think the official ter- way of saying her name is Aerith. 
But um, I those voice actresses are great. So I'm like really excited to hear more of them. But all in all, I just want to hear everyone's voice because I, I like all the all the characters. No, no one ever was like, oh, this is my favorite character. It's like they all seven was a unique one where it was like all of them were great. You know, I didn't think anyone was underutilized. I mean, I'm pretty sure people can argue with me. It's like, yeah, there were. But for me, there really wasn't. So I didn't have a favorite. But now it's Jessie because she's super thirsty. Um, <laughs> just like you. I'm thirsty all the time. Um, yeah, no, I'm just looking forward to it. Um, so now I want to ask you how you feel about Square Enix direction with this game as a whole. So it said that it's about 10% of the original game. Do you think this is the route that they should have gone? And if you feel that they should do something else instead? I mean, if we were in a perfect world, it would have been just the whole game. Um, them splitting it up and this being the Midgar section, um, we're just going to have to wait and see how, see how that turns out. I could see how this could work. If I were to split it up in my head, it's th it would be three games, you know, and then you can add more to it. If it makes sense and it, it adds to the story instead of drags and goes like, fuck, man, that was like 10 hours that were worthless, then that's when it'll suck. We won't know until the game comes out. Now, Square Enix Direction, Square has not been the Square Enix since fucking Final Fantasy X. In my opinion. No, I would say 11. 11 was... Or 12. 12 was good. After 13. Um, I think Square has made a ton of mistakes. They fumbled a lot of things. And I don't think Final Fantasy as a franchise has been the series it, it was back in PS1 and PS2 days. Is this the route I was hoping they go? No. I will take what I can. But what I could hope for is... Yeah. They did a good job. And what was added was cool. Because I think games are different than movies. They're very similar when it comes to entertainment-wise in certain aspects. But in a game, you could do this to, you know, you could do this to this game. You can make it that part and expand on it. You couldn't do that to The Godfather. Now, people are probably be like, well, Jesse, what about the, I forget what they call it, the Corleone cut where they put it in. In actual order and goes, you know, and, and then just play the whole, like, all the movies all at once. I think they only do one and two, uh, but they play it in chronological order. It's like, that's cool if you already saw the originals, mm -hmm. but if you watch that as your first time, it's not confusing, but it's just like you lose a lot, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't think you could do that in film. I, that's a little bit different, but again, you, I wouldn't recommend watching that instead of the originals. Um, or games can be different. Games can be changed. And games can be improved. Um, but. Again. We'll just have to wait and see. Like it. We have to accept it. There's no way. Because um, originally it was supposed to come out a long time ago. Or like sooner. Because th that's. That's what Square said. When they originally announced the Final Fantasy VII Remake. They said it was going to be in parts. And their explanation was. Oh it's in parts to get it out to you faster. But there was a problem with the company that was working on it. I think Square wasn't happy with how it was. So they kicked out those people, which, interesting note, uh, it's the people who did the game Azura, Asura's Wrath. So they got kicked out. Um, And then so Square just ended up doing it in-house and had to start all over again. So that's why it took so long. But when that happened, I thought, oh, so they originally wanted to be parts but since it took so long, are they just going to do the whole game in general? 
but it's still going to be parts. So we'll have to see. It's just all we have to see. For all we know, they add stuff where you're like, that makes no sense. I don't know why they do that. Or, or this added stuff is great. But yeah, again, just have to wait and see. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more question before asking you the golden question, okay? Um, so if this is the route that Square Enix goes, would you be okay playing a once 40-hour game to a whopping 240-hour game? Where if it's like split up into three parts. And would you cough up $60 per title for it? If what's given to us justifies the price tag, having like if they did all those games at 200 some hours, like because there's some RPGs that are long. Like I think when I played Persona 5, that was almost 130, 130 hours. Um, well, it was great. I'm not saying that was bad. Um, it's hard. It's hard. Um, because we just we just have to see how this turns out. Um, I'm fine paying 60 if it's good. But again, you don't know until... That's the problem. You won't know until you get it and you play it. And even if you wait for reviews, a lot of times it's hard to be like... Someone's like, it's the greatest thing ever. And it's just like, yeah, but like... You're just a Final Fantasy VII fanboy, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's why like last year it was so hard for me with Death Stranding. Because my first reaction was super negative. Really negative for that game. I don't know if you remember me complaining about it mm -hmm. for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, that was actually our biggest episode that year. It was insane how many people listened to that one. And then the next week, I'm just like, I like it. You know, like it, it just, but they're like, again, like Death Stranding is a different type of game. But, you know, I think sometimes you just have to. I think I was trying too hard to like push everything off to the side and, and try to critique it in a certain way without really taking in how I really felt about it. So I think I had kind of have to just how I feel about it instead of jumping the gun too soon. Um, but it's just going to be interesting to just see how everything turns out. I, that's all we can do is wait. wait and see. For all I know, I like I get this and I'm just like, it was all right, but it's not worth 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, the stuff they added, it was just, like, annoying. Mm -hmm. You know, but, yeah. Would would that taint your view in any other releases that Square Enix does for, like, let's say if they extended the trilogy to, like, five games. If you felt, like, that um, the second or third game was trash, would you still invest that... Sixty dollars into the future two games or no? Well, when I say three, that's my guess. It could yeah, we're, be yeah. We're just speculating. It could be five. Um, I've already given up on Square Enix. Even if this is amazing, even if Seven Remake is hands down like like yeah, this is legit, fantastic. And then they're like, hey, we're coming out with Final Fantasy sixteen next year. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Because you've already shown me you can't do a Final Fantasy. And Final Fantasy is different to a lot of people. And it's, 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 it's a different for me. But I gave up on that company a long time ago. You know, um, I still got Kingdom Hearts because I was like, hey, maybe they'll change my mind. 
think every time I go, maybe they'll change their name. But when it comes to Final Fantasy, I think if it's not something I already know, then I don't care. You know, and some people will probably be like, well, Jesse, what if they make something great later? Then I'll be happy to be wrong. Mm-hmm. If if Final Fantasy 16 is amazing and people go, no, dude, it's the it's the it's back. They're back to PS1 shit. They're back to Super Nintendo Final Fantasy. Like how amazing that was. You know, and I play it and I agree. I would be happy to be wrong. I would be happy for someone to retrieve this and be like, this is what you said. The Square Enix sucks and they're, they're horrible. I'd be like, I'm happy there. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never negative for me. It's just like, I want to be wrong, you know? All right. Getting down to the golden question, Jesse. How many broken controllers would you rate this demo? Oh, uh, how many broken controllers? I'd give this demo, I'd give the demo four broken controllers out of five. I think it was the perfect amount, the perfect showing. And for me, where it was like worried, how's the combat going to be? How, like visuals, I don't give a shit, right? But it was just more combat. How's the combat going to be? And how is it just going to feel in general? Um, has made me more excited for its release than like, oh man, this combat's real shit. Because even people saying, I was hearing mixed stuff too. Even some people say, I don't get the combat, it's weird. I'm like, shit, man, what's going to happen? I'm just kind of, I am glad I played the demo. Because at least now I know, oh, okay, the combat's not shit. That was my biggest worry. Mm-hmm. Biggest worry was combat. Combat, combat, combat. Like if it's if it's shit combat, it's not fun. For me, Kingdom Hearts 3, bringing that up again, combat was not fun. And a lot of people love that combat. That's fine. I'm just saying for me, I just I couldn't stand it. It was boring. 15 was just okay. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. So I wasn't like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It was just like, let's get through. Let's beat this game. Four broken controllers out of five. I lied. I'm going to ask you another question because oh, okay. he sparks another question. Um do you feel that this demo kind of is the pedestal of all demos? I stopped playing demos a long time ago. And again, the only reason I played this was for a free theme. I think as in lengthwise, it's perfect. If anything, I, I wouldn't mind shorter. Just give us a taste. Don't show us too much. Um, I think for this was okay. It was fine. Is it the golden standard for a demo? I don't know. It's hard to tell. I know it's the one that most people were excited about. I've never seen people, you know, like Snapchat, uh, Instagram story, Facebook story, something so much of just like, I'm playing the demo. It's just like, it's a fucking demo. (laughs) Like, it's cool. I get it. No, I understand. I'm not giving anyone shit, but I'm just like, you mostly see that a lot. Like, oh, I'm playing the new Call of Duty or I'm playing because it's released. This is like a demo. We got a demo. And it's just like. Fuck, you're thir- you're like Jesse, you're thirsty. Uh, uh But it's cool to that, you know, it's a month away. But uh I, I thought it was it was a good demo. I think they did a really good job. Uh it's one of the better demos I've played in a long time. But again, I don't play a ton anymore. Well, thank you, Jesse, for letting me ask you these questions. I learned a lot about Final Fantasy just researching just so that I could ask you these questions. 
just to tell the listeners, the only game that I've played for Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy X. Unfortunately, my sister erased my my memory <laughs> card right when I was uh, beating the one of the main bosses. And I never went back to it because I was so disappointed because I spent so many hours on it. So uh, that was my my lifetime of, of Final Fantasy, was Final Fantasy X, and it only was maybe about two months. So um, I just wanted to thank you, Jesse, for letting me ask you these questions and explore a little bit more about Final Fantasy, and maybe I'll play the demo once I get the PS4 again, hopefully. Thank you very much, Janice. Um, I mean, I'll, let me ask you a question. Because I knew that. I remember you playing 10 for PS2 when we were kids. And I was happy. I'm like, oh, Janice is playing a Final Fantasy game. Seeing this as someone who's only ever played 10, and you hear the stories of 7, and then this remake's coming out, and people are going crazy, does it give you interest? Does it make you go like, oh, man, I might want to try this out? Or I'm not really a part of this scene, so I'm I'm cool. It lo- I'm glad for people. Um, yeah, I think that it does reignite that um, curiosity of playing Final Fantasy, um, any of the Final Fantasy series, but um, everybody tells me number seven is the best one, and um, I've always wanted to play it, but I've never have been able to get the, it was on the PS1, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to, at the time, uh, I was a lot older, and I wasn't able to get my hands on a PS1. Nor want to invest in a PS1 at that time because with technology and stuff. Um, so I, I've always wanted to play it, but it just never, I was never able to. But now that this is coming out, I think I would, but I would probably wait a little bit just to see how the reviews are. And, yeah. you know, just. It's a different combat system. I've also been used to the classic combat system, turn-based, which I like. But, yeah, hopefully Amber doesn't get a hold of my memory card and erase it again. (laughs) Those don't exist anymore. That's okay. (laughs) Or wipe your hard drive or anything. I already had to do that. (laughs) Um, Before we go, because you kind of brought up something that came up in in an episode i want to say it was called uh last christmas i gave you my heart but the very next day final fantasy 15 gave it away i think that's what i called it and i was furious about how much fucking 15 sucked and how it wasn't like the originals and how it doesn't have the heart as the other ones and people are just accepting it for whatever it is and i think other episodes too i've talked about i talked about like why Final Fantasy, but 7 was the most important to me growing up. I mean, long story short, you can hear it in, in I forget, I think it's, I want to say it's that episode or something. I couldn't read as a kid. I had such a hard time. I couldn't, no matter what, I had, I would have to go to special classes as a kid and and uh, always, you know, was teased from it, even from friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Which now when I look at it, they weren't friends, they were just pieces of shit assholes. But it was hard for me as a kid to not to have such a struggle. Like, you know, when you're in class and then like, okay, everyone's reading a paragraph, I would count who would it would be and read the paragraph, try to figure it out before so I wouldn't stutter. 
or, or have a hard time, like figure it out. So reading was always hard for, for like a long time. And then uh, it was a friend in school. He, I remember like when I was reading magazines for video games and stuff, the, the newest thing was Final Fantasy VIII. It looked great. It looked beautiful. It's the next Final Fantasy after the hit blockbuster Final Fantasy VII. And they would have like comparisons of the graphics from 7 to 8. And 8 was such a huge jump. And that brings in what how, about demos, like why demos, you were talking about if they're important uh, and if it was important. And it was because I remember, oh, I had a demo for Final Fantasy VIII. I played it and I was like, oh, this fucking sucks. This is stupid. Like, I didn't like it. I was like, this is dumb. It's, it's confusing. Demos for RPGs are weird, especially if they're not, if they're set later in the story. Because they just give you abilities and stuff, but don't really explain how to use it. So you're kind of like leveled up, but you didn't earn it. You're not learning as you go. So that's why that demo sucked for me. And I was like, oh, this is stupid. It's dumb. And I remember talking to a kid who was a fan of Final Fantasy in the class. His name was Jaime. And he goes, he goes, nah, dude, don't play that. Play Final Fantasy VII. I'll let you borrow it. He brings it the next day at school, lets me borrow Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, okay, I'll play it. I remember popping in Seven for the first time and being like, oh, the first combat turn-based because it was teaching you as you went. It's not just throwing you in it like that demo for eight. Mm-hmm. You know, jumping to the future, I love eight too, you know? But like seven was the one that taught me, you know, if I played eight demo first, then yeah, I would learn that way. But he's like, oh, seven's better here. And I played through it. What caught me off guard at first was, oh, shit, there's reading, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I was so invested in it. I kept reading, reading, reading and went through the game. You know, I, I learned I learned how to read with RPGs. I learned how to read with Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy eight or Final Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy eight, Final Fantasy nine. Learned how to read from those games. Played Chrono Cross. Learned how to read those games when they re-released all the other ones. Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy IV. Played all those games. And I would read because I want to know the story. I want to know what happened. I want to know what happened with these characters. But Seven was the linchpin that like pushed me to do it. And that's when I started loving uh, Japanese RPGs. And then they have to do like when you start school again. This was like a few years later. I was still taking those classes that need, I needed help with reading. So the person who was doing it was like, okay, you ha- we have to do a review thing and a test. You got to just see how, how you are. Did the test, all that stuff. Went back the next day and he's like, you don't need these classes anymore. You're reading past the college level. And, and yeah, and it was just like, I mean... When I try to read news on the podcast, you're probably like, yeah, he can't read past college level. But <laughs> at the it time, he's like, there. yeah, yeah, it stopped there. It just degraded from there. But um, I remember him just go, oh, you don't need this. So he was getting ready to sign me out of it. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I started blurting out. Oh, yeah, I think it was because I played these things called RPGs, role-playing games. They're Japanese RPGs like Final Fantasy and stuff like that. While he's filling out my thing, like going, he doesn't need it. He's going to be out of the program, stuff like that. I just remember him looking at me like, oh, okay, uh uh-huh. Like an adult going, I don't give a fuck what you're saying right now. But I was so excited, you know. So for me growing up, like Final Fantasy has always been important to me because of that, you know. Um, Seven is the biggest one because it was a giant leap for that series when it came when it came to graphics and things like that. Now, what you're telling me is the best Final Fantasy. I have my favorite Final Fantasy, but I think Seven, even though I have my favorite Final Fantasy, I think Seven is the one that is more important to me because it helped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
that's why seeing the decline of that series hurts more than anything. That's why I was so mad uh, episodes ago that how is it like this? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like seeing a good friend get into drugs and you can't help him. Yeah. You know, like, you, you, you know, it's just like, why, you know? why is it like this i mean that's a that's a, a drastic fucking turn but yeah. but it was cool because like with like i was telling you my cousin my cousin nick 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 texts me that saying oh like the demo's great and it's like kingdom hearts combat he also put i remember going to your house as a kid you putting final fantasy 7 in for me to play and me getting to the robot scorpion part and not being able to beat it and almost crying <laughs> but then i beat it and I'm like, shit, I made a memory for him. He reminded me of a memory. And I, you know, it's just, I don't know. That's cool. It's a, it's a cool thing to see this becoming what it is, you know. And it's mm-hmm. important to a lot of people. You're seeing all these people online saying that Seven's their favorite one for this reason, this reason. I love hearing all of it because I have my reason. You know? I have my reason why this game in particular means a lot to me. So I understand why people get super invested and, in, 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 in like, in in two seven, I could kind of detach myself from it, but with everything coming out, it just brought back all the stuff for me. So this is important, you know. But if it's horrible, it's not going to change what happened. You know, yeah, it's not going to change the original game that I'm playing. This could be complete. I could be talking all this good stuff right now, but when the game comes out, I'm like, whoa! I wish I just stay play that demo and that was it because the rest of it is horrible. We don't know. But it's, am I going to say Final Fantasy VII sucks? It's like, no, just Final Fantasy VII Remake wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But I still have Final Fantasy VII on my Switch. I have it on my PS1, you know. It's not going to change. That game doesn't change, even if this game becomes horrible. So, yeah. That's a cool story that you shared. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, if you listen back to the episode where I I, I think I kind of tell it the same way, um, I might elaborate a little bit more detail, but I think I was almost gonna cry, and Joe was like, "Oh shit!" Joe was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, Joe was like, "Oh, I can see how this is important to you, and I understand why that would," blah blah blah. I forgot what he says, but I think I, like because it was frustrating because I was playing Final Fantasy fifteen at the time, and I just thought it was complete garbage compared to the its past. Mm. You know, it was, it was, and if, again, if you like Final Fantasy 15, that's cool. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying for me, I was just like, it's not, it's not what it's supposed to be. And I'm not talking about combat. I'm not talking about graphics. I'm just talking about the core, Mm -hmm. you know, so, but yeah, but yeah, honestly, I think this turned out well. It's better than me. Just saying what I thought of the demo. You asking the questions, I think we got more out of it than me just saying, uh, this and then that and then this and that. So I'd like to thank you for being on here and uh, giving me those questions to answer, Janice. No problem, Jesse. Uh, Thank you, Janice.
right, yeah. Well, that was it for questions. Again, I'd like to thank Janice for coming up with all that. It was fun to answer, and uh, yeah. But before we go, I just want to say, hey, a lot of stuff's going on right now with the the coronavirus and all this, but don't worry. We've not missed a Wednesday in almost five years. We're not going to miss a Wednesday. As long as you guys are listening, we're going to be there. If and I hope you're there too because we, we want you there. We yeah, love we want you. Unless, yeah. unless, unless one of us get, catches that shit. Then, yeah, know. unless one of us catches that shit, we're going to have the other person just record their responses and then. I just. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're here for you. If you're here for us, we'll be making content for you because we love you. Mm. Well. <laughs> Well, that's Jesse gonna loves you. What? Jesse loves you. That's it. I would Joe loves you too. Well, that's gonna be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail dot com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Yes, it's third party controller podcast with a three R D. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Sparza. And... Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later. was brought on to help guide the company back to profitability. 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 There you go. Damn it, I say it and you say it. Go. Sorry. Profitability. <laughs> Profitability. <laughs> Profitability. <laughs> Profitability. Profitability. No, I know. Stop. Profitability. You're making me overthink it. Back to profitability. <laughs> like I know you're not doing it, but it sounds like you're doing it on purpose. It's because I'm overthinking it now. I'm overthinking it now. Hold say it a little slower then. Profit. Don't say it fast. So, so shut the shut the profit ability. Back to profitability. Profit ability. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Just the word profit and ability. No, something you're, you're able to do. I'm overthinking. You have the ability. Stop. You have the ability to do this, Jesse. I believe in you. <laughs> Back to profit ability. All right, getting back, or er, all right, getting back. Oh my god, I said it again. <laughs>